Good morning, and thank you for joining me once again as we have made our way to chapter 13 of the book of Isaiah. So we shall be looking at Isaiah 13, 14, 15, and 16. And uh, we're going to uh, take our focus uh, this morning in chapter 14, very interesting uh, short section uh, within uh, this book. Uh, essentially, all of these chapters are concerned with the prophet pronouncing, predicting the judgment on the afflicting nation, the Gentile nations, the nations that are not in covenant uh, with God. He begins in chapter uh, 13 uh, with uh, the indictment uh, and the promised judgment of Babylon. Now, uh, Assyria, by you know the midpoint of Isaiah's ministry, was weakening. Babylon was rising as a, a world power, and so uh, certainly they were going to be a fearsome and dangerous nation. Uh, even within that, you know, there's going to be the preservation of uh, a remnant of the people of God's covenant, the descendants of, of Jacob. And at the end of chapter 14, we're going to see again uh, the nation of Assyria mentioned and judgment is coming upon them at the end of chapter 14. Uh, judgment's coming on the Philistines, uh, kind of traditional enemies of God. Uh, chapter 15, uh, judgment coming on Moab. And uh, they, you know, they're uh, always remembered for two things. One, uh, the product of the incestuous relationship uh, with uh, Lot between Lot and his oldest daughter, and then uh, uh, the, also the uh, seduction of the Israelite men on the plains of Moab, and so they were very much a despised uh, people. But it seems like there's also within this judgment upon them uh, maybe room uh, for salvation for even the Moabites uh, who uh, repent. So. Uh, with all that said, let's go back to chapter 14 and uh, read verses 12 through 20. How you are fallen from heaven, O day star, son of, son of the dawn. How you are cut down to the ground. You, are, you laid the nations low. You said in your heart, I will ascend to heaven above the stars of God and I will set my throne on high. I will sit on the mount of assembly in the far reaches of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will make myself like the most high. But you are brought down to Sheol, to the far reaches of the pit. Those who see you will stare at you and ponder over you. Is this the man who made the earth tremble, who shook kingdoms, who made the world like a desert, who overthrew its cities and did not let its prisoners go home? All the kings of the nations lie in glory, each in his own tomb. But you are cast out away from your grave like a loathed branch, clothed with the slain, those pierced by the sword who go down to the stones of the pit like a dead body trampled underfoot. You uh, will not be joined with them in burial because you have destroyed your land. You have slain uh, your people. May the, e the offspring of evildoers nevermore be named. And so what we have here, first and foremost, is a description of a pagan king that's going to fall under uh, the, the judgment of God. And uh, certainly, if you'll remember in uh, uh, the prophetic book of Daniel, uh, there is this incident where Nebuchadnezzar is all proud and haughty and uh, proclaims his greatness as building this city Babylon and God humbles him by making him like an animal in the field. And so we have a very prideful, a, a very arrogant, although at the time a very great 
uh, king who comes under the judgment of God. He's going to be brought low uh, and he is going to be reviled and he is going to be ridiculed because of his fall. Now, the interesting thing about the passage, and it's, it's one of those debatable things, but I'm going to say I'm kind of on board uh, with this uh, deeper understanding possibly, that quite possibly this is also reflective of the incident in which Lucifer uh, uh, initiates and carries out his rebellion against God in heaven. And he is cast out of heaven and uh, he, is, he is judged for his uh, great act of, uh, of rebellion. He is brought down to uh, Sheol. And so uh, many that, that hold that view, the references to falling from heaven, the day star, the sun of the dawn, uh, the, 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 the thing that uh, he desired was to ascend to heaven above the stars, uh, that he was going to supersede uh, God, that he would establish his throne uh, above the throne of God. And this sounds very much like uh, the desires of Satan uh, to ultimately triumph and uh, replace uh, God. And uh, uh, certainly the earthly king uh, who had these desires was brought low. And again, it may reflect something of the initial rebellion in heaven, uh, the judgment upon Lucifer and his being cast out of heaven and being kept under judgment uh, for all of time and then all of eternity. Uh, there's a a reference that seems to parallel this in Ezekiel 28, if you want to look there. Uh, also, both uh, uh, Second Peter and the book of Jude may reference something of uh, this. Uh, uh, you can read on it. You can decide for yourself if it's just a description of a human king or if there's something else that's being uh, uh, proclaimed uh, here. Uh, my suspicion is that it's at least reflective of uh, not only an earthly event, uh, but a heavenly one. And so I pray that this is a blessing to your day. And I'll look forward to seeing you once again tomorrow.